This episode is proudly sponsored by Independent Unit Management, offering comprehensive property services trusted by over 8,000 property owners. IUM enhance, manage and protect New South Wales properties statewide, ensuring you have the power to protect not only your individual investment, but the collective strata asset. We're very thankful for Jeff at IUM for being the founding sponsor of MyPeak. Contact Jeff and the team of strata managers at ium.com.au. Today's episode is also proudly sponsored by property law firm DMC Lawyers. DMC is offering 10% off for all MyPeak community members. They're a local law firm operating out of Gregory Hills, specializing in commercial leasing and commercial and residential conveyancing. Dino is also an invested MyPeak member. Contact Dean and the team at DMC Lawyers on 0456 970 507. Let's get into it. G'day and welcome back to the MyPeak podcast. We're athlete coaches specializing in cricket through holistic development. We focus on you as a whole to reach your peak performance. My peak stands for pre-elite athlete creation. In this podcast, we give you the tools to transform from the pre-elite to the elite. Cameron, we're back. Cricket season is here and the My Peak podcast is in full swing. How are you traveling, brother? I am traveling very well, thanks, mate. And what a time it is to be recording a podcast we're a few weeks into the cricket season, and today we're going to touch on those my peak athletes out there achieving some great results on the cricket field. Mm, it's going to be good. It's been a busy probably four or five weeks now moving into the cricket season. It's almost the busiest time of year, would you agree? Sort of like a couple of weeks prior than the couple of weeks after round one. Definitely. And that reflects this is our first episode for a little while, which is exciting. And today we're going to start off with a bit of a my peak tip before we dive into some results on the weekend, Brownie? Yeah, we're going to bring in a bit of a new segment here, particularly as the season progresses throughout uh, the summer. We're going to bring in a holistic tip of the week, and uh, Cam and I are going to come prepared with a tip that we want to share with the listeners. Um, And I'll kick us off this week. I was having a chat. I actually got a text message on Saturday from one of our athletes saying, um, how can I deal with pregame nerves? And I thought, that's a really good question, and... You know, we sort of allow the um, the um, summit series to look after some of these topics, but I thought I'll dive into this one and and sort of go off what I've learnt, but also a little bit of experience. So, sort of categorize it into four different ways we this, can deal with pregame nerves. This was a common subject. You, like you said, you received a message, but I had a similar conversation with a lot of athletes. Uh, both in and outside the My Peak program with a lot of cricket being played in the New South Wales pathway stuff as well. So this is a good opportunity for listeners out there to whether that it is for the upcoming weekend or putting it in the bank for the start of cricket season next year, trying to put a bit more process behind starting the, the cricket season. Off. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, Cam, it's, it was a bit of a common theme. I got that message, but it sort of seemed to be a bit of a ripple effect after that spoke to a couple of athletes down at training uh, and it was really good to go back to this little formula that I that I thought out. So my my holistic tip of the week on the My Peak podcast is how to deal with pre-game nerves and I've got that into four dot points here. The first one we speak a little bit about and we do plenty of it down at training and it's just a simple meditation. Now, you can do um, whatever sort of specific meditation you need or you find comfortable doing, um, whether that's a heart-centered breathing, which we've got on the um, summit series whether that's your box breathing if maybe you're actually in and competing during the game maybe it's a bit of visualization as well on some of the success you're hoping to have in the game so meditation is the first one 
Then we move on to knowing our why, really reminding ourselves why we're out on the field today competing. And most of the time, uh, if you're a cricket lover, you'll just come back to the love of the game and the passion for the game. I mean, results are a great part of our journey in cricket, but we uh, step foot on the field because we really enjoy being there. I think that's even more important heading into round one because you spend five or six months preparing for the cricket season and you're training in all these different ways, especially in the My Peak program. So a lot of different things can go into your uh, mindset or your approach to round one, but bringing yourself back to why you actually play cricket can be a great way for you to understand and play cricket for the reasons you started to play cricket and mm. play cricket the way that you play your best cricket as well. Yeah, it's easy to forget. I mean, because we get so caught up in working so hard and preparing so well and trying to improve and the hard work and the commitment all come out. But if we just connect back to our why, you can find a lot of uh, enjoyment just by being out on the field, take a bit of that pressure away. Third point I've got here is nerves are usually built up by overthinking about failure. So try and shift our mind to, well, what if everything goes right? What if everything today just clicks? What if I get a bit of luck? Just trying to be a little bit more optimistic about um, your performance out on the field today. The last point I've got is lean on your preparation or experiences where you have been successful. So Cam and I speak a little bit about taking your confidence from the preparation you've put in. Now, you should never be more confident coming off an off-season with my peak because we worked hard this off-season, Cam. Definitely, definitely very. And probably the hardest I've ever seen a group of athletes ever work. Yeah, couldn't agree more. If you committed wholeheartedly to the program, uh, you were spending three or four days a week with us plus all of your online stuff as well. So leaning on your preparation, knowing you've worked harder than most is a great way to take away the nerves, but also just thinking back to past experiences where you've been successful. You know, I, I, I really leaned on that when I was playing as an athlete and I really encourage our athletes to think back to times they've done well and just sort of bathe in that feeling before they go out to perform their skill. Yeah, definitely. And probably the last thing I'll tack on to that is off the back of your one where a lot of people get nervous worrying about failure it's just like anything that's in the future is something that often makes you nervous so bringing yourself back to the present moment uh, so if you're getting nervous in the lead up during the week then focus on your preparation whether that's a monday or whether it's the friday of the week and then if you wake up really nervous think about what can i do now to maximize my performance just keep bringing yourself back to the present moment so you're putting all your focus and attention on what you can do rather than worried about what might happen or something that you can't actually control. Did you listen to the Daily J this morning? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> the Daily J was all about performing on the big stage. Wow. Did they talk about Nathan Cleary? <laughs> no, well, they should have spoke about Nathan Cleary. Jay mentioned um, someone in the Major League Baseball and spoke about... Stinky. He did a bit of an interview with him, actually, and um, he, he asked him, you know, how do you deal with pressure on the big stage this particular athlete i can't remember his name won like five world series um inducted into the hall of fame and his role in the team was to come out and pitch like the last few innings to basically secure the win so it's the nathan cleary of baseball essentially you're right right so um jay said that he, he asked him you know how did you deal with big moments and pressure and he just said it was i approached every um, big moment in a game exactly how I approached training sessions. Mm. He said it was literally just going through my ABCs. You don't think about all the external things like the crowd. You don't think about the moment. All you think about is what do I have to do to get the ball where I want it to go? And it takes away all the external pressure 
and it allowed him to perform his best skill and ultimately work pretty well for him with five championships. Beautiful. I like that. All right. So that's our bit of our uh, my peak holistic tip of the podcast this week. And that's going to take us on to today's episode. We're just going to reflect on some performances from our my peak athletes a couple of rounds into the season and touch on what we've noticed from these athletes um, down at training or when we're speaking to them in between training sessions or in preparation for a game and give every listener out there a bit of understanding on what we see and how that's worked for athletes and if you're listening perhaps it's something that you might be able to implement or try or just create a better understanding of what can actually achieve results come game day yeah it's a good point like what cam's saying here is we've had some really great results and we're going to tell you what these athletes do really well that's allowing them to get these results i like that all right we're going to start with a couple of debutantes some debutantes people that have debuted in different teams or grades or clubs for the opening few rounds and we're going to kick off with a couple of my peak athletes that have been in the program since day one and that is luke and josh bean yeah luke and josh bean um are a part of a great family and they've been with us for four or five maybe even six years now it's been a while and um they made the move from fairfield juniors over to uh bankstown um they made their green shield team there and then um they've both debuted in grade cricket um over the last couple of weeks which is a huge achievement um, to, to play great cricket um, while still being in junior cricket. Yeah, definitely. And also that the moving clubs or um, transfer into a different system, it just makes this achievement even more special because mm. uh, they had to go out and prove themselves when people didn't know them. and Get outside their comfort zone yeah, a little. Yeah, out somewhere a little bit not so familiar for them and for them to... Just get that first tick in the box and actually get out there playing cricket at grade level is an excellent start to the season for both Luke and Josh. Yeah, so a couple of words that come to mind when we think about what Luke and Josh have done well is consistency over a long period of time. Um, they've, like I said, sort of been coached by Cam and I for a number of years now. Um, and they certainly have never dominated anything but have always chipped away um, trying to improve 1% each training session. And it's amazing what you can do with you know hundreds of 1% improvements over a long period of time. And they're starting to reap um, some early rewards um, playing grade cricket, which is just an exceptional achievement for these two boys. Yeah, it's the power of turning up. I can't, I don't know, Brandon, can you remember a session where we haven't had a bean at the session yeah not really um when they're supposed to be there obviously yeah yeah no not really they have always turned up consistently i remember back when rise was in action um josh luke and even maddie at times were doing three days a week back when they were 11 and 12 years old um still to this day they're a a part of our full membership membership package they do private sessions along with academy sessions so they are really taking every avenue to continue to get one percent better yeah that's awesome so congratulations to both Lukey and Josh Bean. Our next one is Tommy. Tommy DeZevelin, the great man who this time last year or a few weeks before this time last year was told he would never play great cricket, walked out on the field and made his fifth grade debut for the Ghosts. Yeah, so exciting. And congratulations to you, Tommy. Um, just an incredible show of resilience there. And, and that's the word that we, we want to focus on here. Being told that you're not good enough is, is never... 
um, an easy thing to hear. And Tommy has uh, taken that and, and turned it into some fuel and passion and probably was in our top three hardest workers this off season. He yeah. worked unbelievably well, he, hard. He won the Tasmanian Tigers shirt. Yeah, he did. Ian Carlisle, who was a part of the Tasmanian setup, was around for a few training sessions in the off season, which was awesome to have Ian. Thanks for that, Ian. And um, he gave us a training shirt and said, um, pass this on to someone who's been working incredibly hard. And we presented that shirt to Tommy at one of our training sessions. And um, the response from the, the group was great. And um, Tommy is often seen as um, the hardest working my peak athlete with his peers and they look up to him a lot. So the perseverance that Tommy has shown um, and the resilience that he's shown over the last 12 months to prove people wrong and get out on that field. Congratulations to you, mate. Well, Tommy's someone who scored really well in our My Peak characteristics and in particular, the word grit comes to mind here. Definitely. And one of those uh, characteristics under grit is to look at adversity as more of an opportunity to, to become better. And that's exactly what Tommy has done by overcoming a setback and using that as a bit of drive to be better rather than kicking the stones and um, using it as an excuse he was using it as an opportunity and he has done exactly that gone out worked worked very hard i was going to say something else there and on the flip side now he's seen the results and that's a common theme with these debutants of both being able to do the hard work without the results in the short term but now over a long period of time they're reaping the benefit yeah just thought it would be important to mention too tommy didn't play any rep cricket up until he was 17 years old. He, he was in the 17s rep, but he wasn't someone that continued just to have um, things given to him in terms of selection or um, opportunity. Tommy's really worked hard over a number of years, and he's been with us for probably three or four years now as well. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really easy for athletes to want to see instant results, uh, you know, four or five sessions, you know, when am I going to score runs? But Tommy debuting in grade cricket, um, this was a process, like I said, that started three or four years ago. Someone who wasn't in the rep system and has still found a way to make it into grade cricket, which is kudos to you, Tommy. Well done. Let's move on to our next My Peak athlete, and it is Simo Charles from our Penrith My Peak crew, who has scored a lot of runs over the last couple of seasons, but plays in a really strong age group, uh, plays in the Blacktown rep team and this year he's graduated up into the first division rep team so previously been the leading run scorer the last two years in the division two team uh, but that division one team has seen a lot of success so it's been a hard team to crack into but last weekend he walked out and made his division one debut for blacktown under 15s yep. under 14 yeah correct and you know what cam this is like it's funny all the athletes you've spoken about about so far have been athletes that have been with us for a long period of time now. Mm. Simo was um, an original My Peak member from day one. He's been with us. So it's really crucial that I think if you're listening and you're trying to think about, well, what things can I implement in my game um, or my skill or preparation or training, these guys are just like Cam said early on, showing the power of turning up consistently. And Simo Charles has shown great perseverance and grit and determination um, to be able to push past constant sort of knockbacks where we were always... I'm pretty bullish on him. You know, he should be in that top rep age group, uh, top rep team. And I think he thought that too, um, but he still went about his business and, and, and paid his dues and scored the runs he needed to. And now he's been rewarded in the top rep team. He's opening the batting. He scored 35 or 40 on the batted weekend. Four. Batted four. 
um, which is just phenomenal work. Again, someone showing great perseverance over a long period of time, again, is the, the recipe there and starting to see some cool results. Yes, great job, Simo. And takes us on to perhaps we should have started with this because this is quite a big achievement, but we had someone actually represent Australia. Mm. Australian Indoor Championships, and that is Maddie Eddy. Maddie Eddy, another person that's been with us, another athlete that's been with us since. I think Maddie was eight or nine years old when she first came. Yeah, onto I forget the scene. how young Maddie still is. Yeah, yeah, Maddie is a phenomenal athlete. Um, if you looked at her weekly schedule, you'd be surprised on how she fits everything in. And um, she's just gone away to Dubai to represent um, Australia in the Indoor Championships, where they finished third. Um, anytime you put the uh, Southern Cross badge on, it's a, a huge honor. So uh, Maddie is a serious athlete. She's um, playing multiple different levels of cricket, uh, currently playing uh, in the Brewers as she's still very young and um, showing great promise moving through the grades there. Awesome. So there's a few debutants that have stood out to us over the last few weeks. going to move on to some batting performances. So these ones are all particular over the weekend and... We're going to start with, let's do these two together. Two of our My Peak athletes that do a lot of training together, Jeffro Sutton and Lee, both uh, hit their maiden 50s on the weekend. Jeffro scored 57 and Lee got 50 on the dot. Yeah, so this is a really cool one because Jeffro and Lee are people, are young athletes, sort of that next generation of My Peak um, athletes coming through that set the standard for a lot of other people in that sort of younger age group, sort of 12 and younger um, these boys lead from the front with their perseverance, their hard work, their commitment, um, you know, going beyond um, what's expected of them. And um, Jeffrey's actually scored 57 playing two years above his age group, and Lee has scored his 50 in an age group above him as well. So, mm. you know, these are no small feats. These are some really awesome performances. And I think what makes, you know, particularly Lee's performance uh, really special too is that he went out in the first round and actually got zero. Yes, Jeffro did too. They both failed round one. They did. Jeffro yeah. got four. That's yeah. right. So what's so cool about this is the trust that they've got in their own ability, but the trust they've got in us and their, their processes and their preparation um, where there was no dwelling, um, there was no dramas. It was just back to work the week after. I think we saw both of them three or four days that week for training. Um, and they've come out and, and really showed what they can do in the next round. And um, anyone who's been down to my peak or knows my peak, um, these two turn up every opportunity and leave at the last possible light they can. Mm. Um, they're there for 99% of our morning sessions where we absolutely smash our athletes during the off-season when it was as cold as anything at 6 a.m. and dark. They were the first two there running laps. And um, yeah, it just these guys are getting their results already. Um, and we're super proud of these two. So 50, that's really cool. Yeah, I think just touching as well how good these two have been for each other. Yeah, that's and a great point. I think it's the power of putting yourself in an environment of like-minded athletes or mm. like-minded people. I think if Jeffro didn't meet Lee and Lee didn't meet Jeffro, well, they probably, moving forward, will see the, the benefit of it even more. But even in this short period of time, how good they've been for each other. They're basically... Very similar, but very different as well. And I think moving forward, you're going to see some big things out of these two young players and the competitiveness that they're starting to um, have with each other kind of reminds me of you and I, Geordie, when we first started. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe not so much with the cricket training, but definitely with the uh, gym aspect and the fitness aspect. 
um, yeah, there's a lot of similarities there and um, it meant a lot to you and I, Cam, um, doing things together. So it's going to mean a lot to these two moving forward. So this takes us on to another Bean. It does. Our third Bean of the podcast and that is young Maddie Bean who had a massive day on sun- Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And he actually got, what was his final score? 77? Yeah, it was mid-70s. Yeah, off not many balls either. Who, Someone that has overcome a lot of setbacks, tried out for rep teams and been um, turned down. It's kind of a similar story to Tommy DeZevlin of earlier and actually got to bat at number three for Fairfield on the weekend mm. and went out there and yeah, let the, apart. yeah, let his bat do the talking. Which is awesome. And I think the athlete we spoke about earlier with Simo Charles, Maddie can relate a lot to this where playing in that second division uh, rep team, um, if you can go out and be consistent, you know, you'll get those results. And Simo's done that over a number of years, and Maddie's still only in the 13s. So, uh, yeah, Maddie, you scoring 74 on the weekend's a, a really great achievement, and um, doing that off the back of not being picked in the, in the first team, I think it's a great way to, like Cam said, let your bat use the talking. And, um, again, consistency over a couple of years will hopefully see you start to move into that, that top division rep team. Definitely, and... Next, my peak athlete is one of our. Um, we've, I'm very excited to see this my peak athlete in the future, Kobe Holland. Mm. Round one of PGs uh, put together a nice half century. I know he would have liked to make a few more after getting to that start, but a great start to the season for Kobe Holland. Yeah, Kobe's awesome, and I've been involved with Kobe for I think four years now. Back when he was playing junior rep cricket, I was uh, coaching that side and you always knew how good Kobe was going to be. It was just a matter of when he could transfer it into a game. Um, he was a great trainer. His mindset was excellent. He was uh, athletically gifted. Um, he was just a perfect recipe for when he, when, he learned, when he learned the game and figured it out, he was really going to push on. And Kobe's another one that's probably had a little bit of adversity too. He's, he sort of had to move clubs to get an opportunity and um, moving to, to Fairfield where he is now, he's taken that opportunity with two hands and um, you know he's probably next in line to, to keep in first grade there, which is just excellent. So yeah, Kobe started the season with a 60-odd a in PGs and since then has scored a few 30s and a couple of 40s. Um, so his consistency is right there and I'm sure the big score's only around the corner. And you can measure his consistency when we did our My Peak characteristics and Kobe was our highest scoring. 38 out of 40, I think he got. Peak. I think it was 37. 37? And which is phenomenal. Like, to score that high across eight different characteristics was um, yeah, phenomenal. So it's good to see the results are starting to show and he's starting to... Um, find ways to implement these things into his game come the weekend. And probably last thing to touch on is I think his level of curiosity grew mm. throughout that off-season too. He started to ask some really good questions, not just of us as coaches, but also the people he was training, other athletes in the program as well. Yeah, one thing I love about Kobe is he's no fuss mentality. No matter what we sort of throw at him, um, he's not happy to go through the motions. He's yeah. tackling it with a bit of purpose, whether... You know, we're, we're trying to take his head off with quick bounces to sort of get him accustomed to that or whether we're telling him to run harder or run faster or push up quicker. Whatever we threw at him, he was happy to do with purpose and he just had no fuss with anything we did this off-season. And like Cam said, I'm so excited to see where Kobe goes in the future. All right, we had um, our best bowling figures of the weekend was from Chase Finn, took three for 11 off his five overs. So three wickets at an economy of just over two. Um, Chase Finn has started the year with a bang as well. Yeah, Chase is an athlete 
that I felt like I've had for 10 years. He mm. sort of first came down um, when I was just doing a bit of private coaching and um, I've had him since he was about eight years old and um, he's had a great run of success over a number of years, made every rep team he's trialled for, uh, captained uh, New South Wales in his indoor team. So um, this is just seems to be stock standard for Chase each week, two or three for not going for many runs. He just plays his role perfectly in every team that he's in and clearly a fantastic leader and Again, I'm looking forward to him probably clipping up a gear this season and, and really getting stuck into um, his training and seeing how his approach changes a little bit for his in-season training. But again, just stock standard for Chase, always looking for two, three or four wickets and somehow coming out with that result. Yeah, let's move on to a couple of PBs, a couple of personal bests, some high scores over the weekend we had. First, we'll start with Engad, topped uh, 42 not out. Was he not out? 44, no, he was out. He was out. Oh, 42 balls, someone that I think has worked extremely hard, a very uh, promising young player, also playing up, is he playing up two years Two as well? years he's playing up, yeah. Which is incredible to score that many runs, playing two years up. Um, someone that you can touch on, Brownie, but someone that asks a lot of questions down at my peak mm. training and mm. always trying to find ways to get better. Sometimes could almost be trying to find answers too much and someone that has now starting to understand and trust himself um, to go out and execute his skills um, in a game environment. That's that's so well put, Cam. I think the biggest downfall for Angad first few rounds was the overthinking or the the wanting it so bad. Yeah. And um, we actually had a chat to Angad after. He had a few games during the school holidays um, and he had a few low scores and he'd been hitting the ball so well in the nets. He'd been training incredibly hard. It's another person that sees us multiple days a week. So he was sort of saying, you know, what do I need to do? Where's where's my results coming from? And it was just reassurance that, you know, going out with that trust mentality, um, staying present, going through his processes and just allowing his his processes to, to look after themselves for the runs. And um, we actually got, I actually got a phone call from Louise, um, or I, I rang Louise, which is the Beans um, mum. And I said, how's, how's Maddie going today? And they said, oh, we're going okay, but Angad's pumping us around everywhere. Oh, well, they played each yeah, other. Yeah, they played each other. That. And I said, Angad, is he really? She said, yeah, yeah. Phil said he was. He got out just before 50. So um, that's Angad's highest score. Um, he's playing two levels up. And I think that was a, a really good show of, of trust and perseverance and just going out there and trying to relax into it and, and not wanting it too badly and just letting things come to him, which was awesome to see him implement that. Yeah. Great job, Angad. And our other highest score of the weekend is Sammy Brown. Mm, mm. Someone that has joined our program. He's been with us for, what, nine months maybe? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think he joined probably midway through the off-season, so yeah. maybe six months. Yeah, yeah. So he's been with us for a little bit of time now, and um, it was great to see Sammy go out and, and get his highest score. Sammy's probably a little bit more reserved um, as he came into the program and it really took him outside his comfort zone, which we speak a lot about here at MyP, going outside your comfort zone to try and um, push to new levels. And uh, Sammy came out into a really good um, mix of young athletes at My Peak, and um, probably um, found himself a little bit out of his depth at the beginning and now has worked beautifully into that group and um, starting to show some great results. He, he went on to get, I think, 25 um, which is 29, a, I think. 29 even, which is a great top score for Sammy. Um, his willingness to try something new as well. He took up leg spin this offseason. He's worked so hard at that. He took two for on the weekend for not many off his four overs. Mm. So 
just going outside your comfort zone and trying new things, you'll be surprised where you end up. So really happy for Sammy and and how he's approached the offseason and, and these results coming to him now. Yeah, he's also embraced everything that we've thrown at him. For he sure. uh, listens to all these podcasts, so Sammy will be listening now. Great job, Sammy. Uh, watches all of the Summit series. He does. Also, um, he wears one of the whoops that we wear as well, and he's always he's always dominating my recovery scores when we talk about it down at my peak training on a Friday as well. So someone mm. that's, like Brownie said, trying new things, but also... Um, embracing new challenges as well. So great, it's great. Job, I'm glad you mentioned the Whoop Cam because he is someone that took on that advice when we spoke about it on the podcast. And it's funny how when someone's got the Whoop, how your conversations change with them. Mm. You know, when we see Sammy now, we ask about his recovery or how he slept or what his strains like. Which and it's always an outstanding score. It He's is. got some great numbers. He does. He? he does. And it just brings that awareness around to how you're. Uh, making decisions day by day to try and perform um, come the weekend or whenever your game day is. So if you're still umming and ahhing about the whoop, please grab it. <laughs> it's an excellent tool. and um, plug. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, next thing we're going to touch on is the Campbelltown Under-11s rep team just got announced a few days ago. And we are stoked to actually have five My Peak members or athletes get named in that under-11s rep team. So Ollie, Lee, Jimmy, Dan, and Isaac all tried out for the rep team. We had five people try out, and all five were lucky enough or worked hard enough, I should say, because I definitely don't think it's a matter of luck for these five young athletes, but worked hard enough to be selected into this team. Yeah, it's an excellent achievement. Um, This is sort of the next wave of the young athletes coming through my peak, and um, you know, looking at that list there, four of those five athletes... Um, take up a full membership package with us. Mm. Um, sometimes people were doing double sessions. So essentially some of these athletes for during the off-season we were seeing four times a week, which just shows their commitment and their dedication. You know what's funny? Just looking at that list we got there, our very last morning session, we had four people turn up. Yeah, we did. It was Ollie, it was Lee, it was Jimmy, it was Dan. Yeah, yeah. you are right. Which is awesome. Again, like... These we love bringing these things to your attention because it's not fluke when people get results. It's it, there's so much hard work involved. You know, you don't see these young athletes who are ten and eleven. You know, walking around with their hands on their head trying to get air into their lungs early on a Saturday morning during the winter with their gloves and beanie on. It's just funny you don't see all that, and now you know all the pretty stuff comes out: the runs, the wickets, the rep teams. But it's all that sweat. It's all that hard work, and sometimes it's even tears that get these phenomenal results. So we're really proud of these five yeah. young boys. Probably the last thing to touch on too is the role the parents have played. Mm. There's a few of our, um, like Geordie said, full membership uh, packages in that list for the under-11s, but the, the parents of those athletes have also played a pivotal role. Like we say, all four of those boys turned up to the last My Peak session, but they couldn't have got there by themselves. And also, we all as a team went out to breakfast afterwards. Just these little things that the parents have uh, given them. And it's not just a one-off. They've been doing that week in, week out, all pre-season, all off-season. So kudos to the parents that have also made sacrifices for these under-11s boys to make this team. Yeah, we are blessed with a fantastic uh, community at my peak. And the parents play a huge role in that. So thank you to you guys. And a huge achievement for you guys as well yeah and Rob it would be nice to um, see Ollie make that rep team after you know a disappointing couple of weeks being a Bronco supporter 
I haven't seen Rob since. I've seen Rob a couple of times, and he I'll he thought he was ho- he thought he was home at one stage, and you can ask him about that down at training this afternoon. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, this takes us on. We've got a couple more to get through. We've got some man of the match performances. You would have seen a couple of these on the My Peak story or My Peak Instagram over the weekend. We've already touched on a few that did really well with the bat that also got man of the match. We're going to touch on a couple of Penrith uh, My Peak athletes here. We're going to start with Lockie, who you would have seen on the My Peak Instagram. Played his this is his first season of cricket. Joined us. Um, well, he only just joined the full program for the one term leading into the cricket season. Yeah, that's right. And um, in his third game of cricket, went out man of the match. Actually, took two wickets off the final two balls of the innings with the ball in hand um, and a match-winning score with the bat. Who went on to as you would have seen, a very big smile on his face lifting that man of the match trophy. Yeah, Lockie is a kid that's just tra- changed dramatically, I think, with his personality over the 10 or 12 weeks we've, we've had him. Um, the passion he's developed for cricket, he's fallen in love with the game. And I think, back to what we said earlier, if we can go out there and connect with our why, as you know, an older athlete who probably has forgotten a little bit about that, results usually take care of themselves. And right now, Lockie's in that stage where he's so grateful just to be out there mm. on the field. He's loving it. He's passionate, and these results are starting to come off the back of that. And to get man of the match in only you know your second or third game of cricket, it's kudos to Lockie, and yeah, just really proud of him because he's he's representing my peak um, with the great with the really important attributes of love and passion out on the field. Yeah, definitely. He was someone that when he joined the program, we we didn't speak a lot about cricket to begin with. We mm. kind of spoke a lot of footy and mm. school and life, but then. Uh, the longer he's been in the program now all he wants to talk about is cricket and he knows every detail of every stat he was able to just the other day Henry was quizzing him on the India Australia World Cup game and he was getting wickets runs balls dismissals modes of dismissals he was just nailing everything and that game was obviously on while everyone was sleeping so it just shows how much he loves the game our next uh, Penrith athlete is actually Ed who also got me on the match on the weekend, but I think this is a really special one because um, Henry's worked really hard with Ed and developed some outstanding wrist spin bowling. Mm. Some mm. like we would watch him train with Henry and just go, "Wow, he's really good." However, um, didn't have the confidence in himself to bowl in the opening couple of games. Incredible, his leg spin and just stuck to his medium pace. But on the weekend, he um, after a couple of conversations and Henry prepared him up. He was able to bowl leg spin in the game for the first time. And not only was it in a game, they were also versing the top of the table. They won the comp the last three years. Mm. And he was able to have the confidence to go out there and bowl and not just get something done, but also come away with the man of the match award for that game too. It's incredible. Um, massive plug to Henry here. He's done a phenomenal job with Ed. And, um, you know, Ed was someone who originally... Um, started probably outside his comfort zone in terms of competing against some of the older my peak athletes and um, he probably was struggling a little bit and Henry sort of took him under his wing and tried a few different things and landed on this wrist spin and um, yeah he's, he's come absolute leaps and bounds he's competing at training he's much more confident um, and to come away with man of the match with a brand new skill um, with no confidence in the first few games to, to try that skill um, it's just it's so great to see someone go out and do something that were uncomfortable um, to do but they trusted it they got outside their comfort zone and got the result 
Awesome. The last one we're going to touch on, another one of our female athletes, uh, Amy Bishop, who is back playing cricket, Mm. unfortunately had a tragic ACL injury Mm. just over a year ago and spent a year on the sidelines and someone that, well, really demonstrates the my peak values and characteristics and use that injury to um, basically, again, like Tommy, as an opportunity to become better, someone that's super disciplined with her um, preparation and how she prepares for the game at training and in the lead up to. And it's great to see Amy actually take on, and we know that she's a great leader, but actually captain the Brewers team on the weekend, uh, score 30 not out and get her team over the line in round one. And like I said, it's her first game of cricket in what would be 18 months probably. Yeah, this is a special one because Amy is um, someone who changes the dynamic down at training. You know, she brings joy. Um, there's always a smile on her face, um, plenty of banter when Amy's around. And, you know, she's she's someone who has no right to be so happy with some of the things that she's gone through with her body. Um, but again, that optim- optimism she shows um, is why she's back on the park performing. And when she did originally come back from the ACL, she actually missed all of last season, half the off-season. Um, she came back and she was at training half an hour early to go through her rehab stuff and um, just someone who completely committed to the process to get back out on the field. And um, we, like Cam said, we, we knew Amy was a great leader. We do some uh, really cool um, mini-match scenarios at my peak where we give some people like a captain role to sort of set fields and do bowling changes. And Amy takes that, that role on beautifully and communicates well with her athletes so it's no surprise to us that she's yeah doing some captaining role uh in the brewers which is awesome she um was able to also score 30 not out off 30 balls too which was her first dig back in like cam said over 18 months really so we we wanted to share this story because this is a um, a really good show of overcoming setbacks and and sort of using that as an opportunity to get better she um, became more disciplined. Um, she be- she became better with her preparation. She became more grateful to be out on the field. So it's really easy to see injuries as a real negative thing. And but Amy took it the other way, and she became so much better because of it. Outstanding. So hope you enjoyed that episode where we've run through. I think just to sum up, I was just thinking there, looking through that list again. Not once did we just mention anything technical related. Yeah, correct. Any time that we were just sitting down to think about ways that our athletes have improved over the last six months, yes, obviously their techniques and their skills have improved a lot, but a lot of the things that we're noticing for our players to achieve these results is that more holistic approach, everything else that goes into becoming a better cricketer, a better athlete, and also a better person. And that's why we believe they're achieving these results. So if you're someone that wants to become a better cricketer or a better person, Maybe it's time to think a little bit outside the box, join Mm. a bit of a community that are all striving for the same things to achieve these outcomes when you do enter the field. Yeah, and if you're anything like Cam and I, we love to re-listen to podcast episodes. And if you end up re-listening to this episode, really focus on um, the reason we found the success with these athletes, resilience, uh, consistency over a long period of time, trust, and see which ones you can start to implement into your training and into your game days and... um, be patient, plant the seed, water the seed, and, and watch it grow over a long time. All right, just before we finish, we just want to touch on one thing. There's obviously a lot of good results that we're talking about here too, but and as we mentioned actually for Lee and Jeffro who started the season 
Uh, round one, spent six months preparing for the cricket season, had a slow start. Briani actually said something to me the other day and I was like, holy genius, that is unbelievable. <laughs> holy genius, I didn't think you were going to say that. <laughs> so a, a common thing you hear a lot of people and I'm guilty of saying a phrase like this all the time when you talk about people is you say things like, I just hope it works out. I hope they go well. I hope they achieve the results. You know, they've worked so hard. I hope that they get the the uh, results that they deserve. And Brownie said something the other day, and I'll let you take it from here, Brownie. Mate, you really set this up. <laughs> you really set this up. Yeah, like Cam said, I got a couple of messages from athletes prior to round one just saying, I really hope I go well this year. And I didn't reply straight away. I just wanted to think about the right thing to say. And I just said, replace the word hope with trust. Anytime you hope for something, replace that word with trust. And I trust that I will perform. And I think that word trust just sums up how you should go out and approach every single game, every single training session during the season. I think if you can understand the amount of work you've put in and, and the time and effort that you've dedicated to your cricket, you don't need to hope anymore. You know, you just need to go out and trust. And I think if you can lean on that word and lean on that that phrase throughout the season, that language alone should should see you get plenty of good results. Yeah, absolutely. And when I told Brownie that we need to talk about this on the podcast, he was like, what else do we say? You know, how do we explain it? But I think it's just the the phrase itself and how you actually say that to yourself. Just replacing one word of hope to trust is all you need to do to understand that these things that we've been doing in the off-season, the pre-season are going to work if you do commit and trust that they're going to happen over a period of time. It won't always happen this weekend or over one weekend but in the big picture as we spoke about with all of these results some of these results especially from those debutants we spoke about at the start of the episode they've been working hard for years and years and seasons and seasons so so that's something that you can tell yourself in the lead up to a game and while you're out there on the weekend just trust that you're doing things for a reason and that's what's going to work out yeah beautifully said mate well i think i think we did i think we got to the end of that episode and we really hope you guys are taking so much away from the No, we don't hope. We trust that you're taking a lot away from these episodes and implementing it into your game come the weekend. He's got me. That's perfectly said, Cameron, trying to take my own <laughs> advice there. So thank you very much. Enjoy, guys. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you next week on the My Peak Podcast. <laughs>